Hey everybody, uh, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to uh, tune into this podcast. I have really sought the face of the Lord and what the name of these podcasts should be. And um, I have come out with a very, 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 really prophetic, really spiritual name. And it is, everybody ready? Grab your seats, buckle up. It's really good. It's Isaac Carpenter Podcast. I know, I know. You can go ahead and thank me for all the hard time I've put into put into thinking up a title and to praying it in. But these podcasts are going to be simply called Isaac Carpenter's Podcast. Um, and I am believing, I'm excited to, to journey out and to step out into, um, and this year I believe that God is uh, calling me to um, expansion. Uh, that's the word that I heard the Lord uh, speaking over me and, and the word for 2021 was expansion, expansion in ministry, expansion in dreams, expansion in vision, expansion in uh, the prophetic, expansion in finances, expansion of, of every area of, of my life. And I don't believe that that's just for my life. I believe that's honestly for the body of Christ. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Um, but let's get right in the word tonight or today, whenever time you're listening. Uh, I'm going to be speaking today um, from Ezekiel 37 about the Valley of Dry Bones. It's a, a story that if you have been in church for any period of time, it's a, a story I'm, uh, you've probably heard more than a hundred times. But we're going to get into this uh, I believe God may have something for somebody listening. So we're going to go to Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. And it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. So we see that in the very first verse, we see that it was the spirit of the Lord that carried, it was the spirit of the Lord that put Ezekiel in the valley. And I think of how many times in our life do we end up in a valley season, a valley situation, or um, a valley trial, a valley um, circumstance, and we automatically assume that it was the enemy that has put us there. And yes, in life, the enemy can put us in those situations, but oftentimes I've come to realize that the Lord can will put us in situations there to uh, reveal something about us. Um, and one thing I know for certain that in the valley, there will always be giants. And sometimes God will put you in this valley or in a valley so that you can become face to face with a giant in your life that you didn't even know was there. And God had to put you there to come to the realization that there is a giant or, or something in your life that needs to be taken out. So I believe that giant killers are birthed in the valley. I believe that every mighty man and every mighty woman of God uh, that we see today or, or even in, in the past and in history has been a giant killer because at some point God put them in the valley and they had to learn uh, how to be a warrior and then they were birthed to be a giant killer. Um, today, I, I feel like the Lord has me speaking to... Um, People who are walking through a dry place, maybe uh, you ended 2020 in a dry place and and you are believing God that God, 2021, as soon as it starts, you know, I, I'm stepping out of this dry season and you, you feel like you're still in that season. That's who I really feel like the Lord wants to speak to today. 
and some of you have you have even said these things, maybe not out loud, but maybe in your spirit and inside you have said, you know what, I, I have been in this valley for so long that I have actually learned to live with these bones. <laughs> you have made that statement to yourself. I have actually learned how to live with these bones, and you have actually maneuvered your life to accommodate these bones. Instead of dealing with the bones, you have become so frustrated and you've lost faith because they've been there for so long. You have actually now involved or revolved your life around these bones. I want to go to verse 3. He, it says, He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live again? And I answered, O Lord God, only you know. And some of us have been walking through the bones of life, the bones of your situation, the bones of your trial so long that we have actually said, I guess these are just my bones. I guess this is just the... Uh, card that I have been dealt with for the rest of my life, or the card that I have been dealt for the rest of my life. I guess this is just the life that I'm supposed to live. I guess that these are just my bones. I guess this is just a part of who I am. And and some of you have even given up on the expectation of change because you have found more peace in giving up than you have found in peace, than you have found in the thought of change. So I want to go to verse 4. God God says, And he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. So God responds and says, Prophesy and speak over these bones. And one of the hardest things to do in your life is to speak to something that has done no good for you. To speak to something knowing in that moment you're not going to get anything in return. So he tells Ezekiel to prophesy to these dry bones. And I can imagine Ezekiel like, you want me to speak to something that's dead? You want me to speak to something that's not moving? You want me to to waste my time and energy and speak into something that's not going to get any, any return? And God is saying, your bones won't get better until you speak. Your bones won't get better if you do not speak. So this is what he's telling Ezekiel to do. Listen, if, if, if you want this situation to change, you have, you've got to open your mouth and speak to this thing. And maybe you're saying, but God, you don't, you don't understand. You don't understand, God. I'm sure this is something Ezekiel is saying or something that we have said, you know. These bones aren't just dry. Like, these bones are very dry. It's... These bones just haven't been dead for a week or a, a couple days or a couple months. These I, I've been in this for what I feel like eternity. Maybe you're saying, listen, I, I, I hate coming home sometimes because I, I'm just not happy. I, I, and you want me to, to start talking to these bones? <laughs> I can just imagine Ezekiel saying this in his head. You mean you want me to go talk to that thing in my life that has done nothing but good for me, that has done nothing but caused trouble for me? You want me to go speak to that. And God is saying to you today, for anything that you do not talk to will stay dead. 
for anything you do not talk to will stay dead. All you have to do, listen to this guys, this is so good. All you have to do to kill anything that's living is stop talking to it. <laughs> if it, All you have to do to kill anything in your life is to stop talking and prophesying over it. The thing in your life that is dry or that is dead is where it is today because at some point in your life, you stop talking to it. And the only way that thing will have life again is if you open up your mouth and speak to it. This is why the enemy has your lips sealed shut. Because the enemy knows that the moment you open up your mouth, because the Bible says that there is the power of life and death in your tongue. So the enemy wants to keep your mouth silent because he knows the moment that you open up your mouth is the moment that the dead thing begins to have life again. And nothing strengthens authority so much as silence. So by being silent, what you have actually done is you have given the enemy authority over your life. The enemy wants to keep your lips sealed, so therefore you have given in to that and kept your lips sealed, so you have just now come in agreement with the enemy's plan. <laughs> Some of you, the only time you speak to it is when you're speaking death, and then you're waiting on God you're waiting on God to, to make it live again when the only time you speak to it is, is you're speaking death. And to, just to give you a couple examples, these are, these are things that I, I have heard people say uh, that, that can affect things. Listen, if we are never going to be able to be a happy family. Our family is just a mess. I'm always going to be poor. I'm, I'm never going to amount to anything. Those are things that you may just be saying in the heat of the moment or, or because you're frustrated or you're upset or, or you're tired of, 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 of life always being the same. Listen, without you realizing or not, you are giving authority. You are giving power to the enemy. Because these are things that the enemy is all, already speaking over your life, the enemy is already saying, you're, I don't want you to be a happy family. Your family is always going to be a mess. You're always going to be poor. You're never going to amount to anything. So then when you say those things and put them in the atmosphere, you have then aligned your words with the enemy's words and created agreement with the enemy. How can you make things live again when you constantly are speaking death to them? You know, you, you can't talk death and reap life. If you talk death, you're going to reap death. If you talk life, you're going to reap life. James 3 says, your, rudder is, your, your tongue is like a rudder on the ship. Your life will be followed by the words that come out of your mouth. If you look up, back upon your life and you look at everything you have spoken you will understand why you are where you are today because you are where you are today because of the, the total sum of the words that you have spoken. 
And some of you, listen to me today, some of you need to start walking around and talking to some things because some things in your life need to be redirected. And like we said in James 3, your tongue is like a rudder. So when you begin to speak to these things in your life, just like a rudder, they will be redirected and, and be all that they are intended to be. You know, it's easy to speak to wholeness. It's so easy to speak to wholeness because everything's going good. But today, I need to ask you, can you speak to dead bones? Can you speak to the junk? Can, can you speak to that thing that's been dead? Because it's so easy to speak over your life when things are going good and when it seems like you're not missing a beat. But w- when your life seems like it's the opposite, can you, can you still speak to your junk? So I want to read verses four through six. It says, and again, he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, old dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Verse five says, thus says the Lord God to these bones, I will cause breath to enter you so that you may live. Verse six says, and I will lay sinews upon you and will grow back flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you so that you will live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. So Ezekiel confesses something here. He doesn't say that he believes that they will. He says, Lord, I don't know, but I'm obedient enough that I will prophesy as you commanded me to. So Ezekiel prophesies not because he feels like it, not because uh, he, he has such assurance that this, this can happen, but, but he prophesies because he is being obedient to what the Lord told him to do. And see, God can only, listen to this today, God can only bless you beyond your last act of obedience. I'm going to say that again. God can only bless you beyond your last act of obedience. Ezekiel didn't say, I I said what I felt. He said what God told him to say. Ezekiel was obedient to the word and the voice of God. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So sometimes you need to remind your bones the word of God so that your bones will know that you still have faith. Come on, that was so good. Hearing, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So sometimes you have to remind your situation. You have to remind your circumstance. You have to remind it, the word of God, so that they know and so that it knows that despite what it looks like, you still have faith. (laughs) See, you've been trying to get God to speak to situations that you've evacuated. (laughs) You're asking God, God, I I, I need you. I need you to to enter into this situation. I need you to to fix this. Meanwhile, you have evacuated the whole thing. And God, God is saying that position is key for breakthrough. Because if you're out of position, then you can miss the very instruction, my goodness, you can miss the very instruction that God wants to give you on how to get out of the situation you're in. When you are out of alignment in position with God, you'll miss the will of God for your life. Imagine if Ezekiel was not in alignment or in position with God. He would have missed the very instruction God was giving to him 
on how to resurrect these dead bones. Your miracle, listen to me this morning or tonight, whenever you're listening. Listen, your miracle will not start with your win. It will start with your word. Yeah. Yeah, see, see, we are praying, God, when are you going to break, break through this? When are you going to show yourself faithful? When, when are you going to come through? And God is saying, listen, it's not a matter of when. It's a matter of, of, of when are you going to speak to this? Your miracle won't start with when. It's going to start with your word. Because your words give you access, but your words can also deny you access. Yeah. See, there is so much power in your tongue that the enemy has been using your tongue against you. Can I go so far to say that some of you have been snared by the words from your own mouth? And see, you think it's the enemy. You think it's the devil. No, no, no. You're just getting what you're saying. Mm -hmm. You're just getting what you're professing because, see, you possess what you profess. You possess what you profess. So if you want to possess differently, you have to profess differently. And I know some of you, you didn't get what you have in mind. You didn't get what you had in mind. But you need to take what you do have, speak to it, stand in the authority that God has given you, speak to it, and watch God turn it into into what you had in mind and what God has in mind for your life. See, God, God wants to turn it around. God wants to shape it into what it's supposed to be. God wants to turn those bones into an army. God wants to turn your son into a child, into a man of God. God wants to turn your daughter into a woman of God. God wants to turn your husband, your man into a husband. God wants to turn your woman into a wife. God wants to turn your workplace into a sanctuary, but nothing will happen until you speak. You have to prophesy and speak to that thing. See, we think that you have to have certain things to prophesy or you have to be a prophet or an apostle or a teacher or an evangelist or a, a pastor. You have to be all, you have to be ordained. You have to be licensed. You, see, we think we have to have all of these qualifications just to prophesy. No, you just have to be obedient and prophesy as God commanded. I want to go to verse 7. It says, so I prophesied, and I was as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, as I prophesied, not a uh, two days later, not a month later, not a week later, but the Bible says, as I prophesied, the moment that I prophesied, I, uh, there was a noise, there was a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone, and suddenly... They came together. At that moment, the bones came together. There was no, uh, okay, we have to wait for a period of time. It was the moment that he prophesied, there was a noise and there was a shaking and the bones came together. And see, I believe that the spirit of prophecy is on you. 
Yeah, I believe that the spirit of prophecy is on you. And, and, and since it's on you, I believe that it's on your marriage. I believe that it's on your ministry. I believe it's on your business. I believe it's on your children. I believe it's on your family. I believe that the spirit of prophecy is on your church. I believe that the spirit of prophecy is all over you. And some of you today, you need to prophesy over your bones. You need to prophesy over your bills. You need to prophesy over your mortgage. You need to prophesy over your student loans. You need to prophesy over your ministry. You need to prophesy over your marriage. You need to prophesy over your children. Prophesy over your career. I want every devil to listen. Hear the word of the Lord. I believe your dry bones are are coming alive today at this very moment. I believe your dry bones are coming together. Listen, God will move when you open up your mouth. <laughs> so let's go to verse 8. When I looked, the sinews and the flesh grew upon them and the skin covered them. But there was no breath in them. So we see now that the bones have come together, but there's still no life in them. <laughs> they are together, but filled with no life. They are alive, but not filled with life. Could, could, could that be some of you that today? You're moving around, but you're not going anywhere. You're alive, but full of no life. Today is the day that God begins to breathe in you and on you again. Come on, I said today is the day that God begins to breathe in you and on you again. Today is that day that the breath of God invades you and breathes in you and on you once again. Now let's go down to, to verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain so that they may live. So in verse 4, God says, prophesy to the bones. Now in verse 9, he's saying, prophesy to the wind, which is a representation of the Holy Spirit. The word ruach, it's the breath of life, it's the Holy Spirit. So this breath is the breath of life. It is the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes you've got to speak to what's not working. You've got to speak to what has hurt you sometimes. You've got to speak to what's disconnected sometimes. God is saying to you today, listen, I, I will not, I will not do your job. <laughs> Stop speaking to me when I have told you to speak to it. <laughs> so start speaking to it is what God is saying tonight. God's saying, listen, I, I, I'm going to, you can hold me to my word that when I say I'll do something, I'll do it, but I will never do your job when I've told you to do something. So God is saying, stop speaking to me about it and start speaking to it. It's okay that you speak to me, but why don't you start speaking to it? Speak 
to the bones so that they may live. Not speak about the bones. Speak to the bones. There's a totally different change in authority when you speak about something or when you speak to something. Speaking about something will never bring change. Speaking to something will always bring change. God says, listen, if you speak to it, I'll help you. If, if you speak to it, I'll blow on it. If you speak to it, I'll breathe on it. The wind only blows on what you speak to. <laughs> the wind only blows on what you speak to. The breath of God will blow on what you speak to. So let's go down to verse 10. So I prophesy as he commanded me, he was obeying again, and the breath of God came into them, and they lived and stood up on their feet like an exceeding great army. (laughs) So breath comes into them, and then they have the breath of life, so therefore they live. And we're talking about the same breath of God that breathed into man in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, when it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. This is the breath of God that we're talking about that breathed into these bones. This is that same breath of life. The, 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 the breath of God that breathed in your, that in your very nostrils and produced life. This is the promise that God wants to do in your life today. God wants to breathe the breath of life into you once again. He wants to breathe on you and breathe in you once again. This is what he wants to do. In Ezekiel 36, verse 26, it says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. Ezekiel 37, 14, it says, And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. Listen to me today. You shall live and not die. (laughs) He desires to put his spirit within you so that you shall live. Let's continue on. In verse 14, it says, And I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. I will put my spirit within you, so that you shall live. And at the end of the scripture, it says, I have spoken, and I will do it declares the Lord. So today, it is God's desire to put the breath of God and to put His Spirit within you. And today, I am believing that as you hear me right now, as you hear my voice, I am believing that the breath 
of God is breathing on you. He's breathing on your marriage. He's breathing on your finances. He's breathing on your children. He's breathing on your family. He's breathing in your home. He's breathing at your work. I am believing that the breath of God would breathe on you and would breathe in you. And I pray that the Spirit of God within you would be turned up and that you would be obedient and prophesy to every dead dream, every dry valley, everything in your life that looks dead. I am believing that God would breathe on it. But do not forget that God will do His part, but He will never, ever do what He has commanded you to do. And today God is commanding you to prophesy. <laughs> over everything that's dead in your life. And when you do, the breath of God will invade and you will see every dead thing begin to blossom. You will see every dead thing now begin to produce fruit. And that's what I'm believing for you today. Listen, everybody, I thank you so much for tuning in. I am believing that God would breathe on you, breathe on you and in you. And you would see every single dead thing in your life come to fruition and bring the fruit of God. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in and giving me your time. I pray that something today spoke to your spirit. And I am excited and full of expectation on what God is going to do in your life. Thank you all for tuning in. May you have a great week and a great day. Love you all. God bless.